All right, man. So, um, yeah, getting this thing rolling. How would you explain what it is that you do? You know, what is fridosophy? Fridosophy, some uh, people back in school called me uh, the fridosopher because my name (laughs) is Fred. Uh, It was in Norwegian. So it was, uh, I would say, even better sounding in Norwegian. It was Fredosofen. Filosof, that's philosopher. And f- so it'll be Fredosof. Okay. Fred- and uh, f- Fredosophy, I thought was the coolest uh, variant out of Fredosophy and Fredosopher. So, um, yeah, always been a, a philosopher or a, a thinker, which probably has uh, caused a lot of suffering too in, uh, mm. over here. Um, but also, uh, I heard a, a quote. I don't know if you have interviewed uh, Daniel Ingram. Have you? Mm-mm. I know who he is, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he said, uh, "I'm a hard nut. I was a hard nut to crack, but I had a hard nutcracker." Mm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've been been thinking a lot about life uh, ever since I was three. F- uh, ever since I can remember. And I was, I remember sitting in school and hearing all these conversations around and I just uh, looked around in the room and I, and I sensed that there was something very mysterious about being and existence and what's really happening here, but no one is talking about it and no one uh, (laughs) seems to even ask questions about it. Yeah. And I, I I thought that was, uh, puzzling. Um, and yeah, um, but also adding a lot of thoughts and oh, been interested in uh, in life in uh, talking about uh, the life principles, suffering. Uh, why do we not? Uh, why why is there conflict? Why why are we not satisfied? Why am I not satisfied? Um, etc. 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 And that. Yeah, and eventually um, things started to uh, pop uh, out of, uh, you know, from from thought into um, more like an awareness uh, quality of uh, sensing uh, reality. And uh, um, at least it started to pop. but yeah, I, I was making um, YouTube videos uh, on uh, Freddy Fair. It's not. It's another channel I have with uh, pranks and social experiments, and uh, it went on for started at ten, eleven years ago, and um, I was doing that for some years, and then it started to change. My content started to change because I started to change. My values, my interests started to change. Uh, so yeah. And then I, um, uh, I had this other second channel and I just eventually when I saw that, oh, pretty much everything I want to talk about is, uh, spirituality, non-duality, uh, awakening, uh, meditation, uh, shadow work, self-acceptance, things like that. So I just, uh, just had to change the name on that channel from mm-hmm. Freda, Fre, uh, Freddie Fairhair 
uh, two to just philosophy. I got you. Yeah. So what led to this, man? Where did this all come from? Because it's a very stark difference to go from pranks and social experiments to uh, um, self-realization. So, you know, what, where did this all come from? It was, uh, I was always looking for freedom from anxiety. Yeah. I had social anxiety in high school. Always wanted to figure out how to uh, get friends and feel uh, belonging in uh, society and in the social groups. Um, but uh, there was something I didn't really get. I think that most people have pretty uh, a much more easy time with. Um, back then, I wasn't really born socially smooth. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I was diagnosed eventually for a social diet, social uh, anxiety. And um, eventually, I, uh, I was looking for ways to conquer social anxiety. Hmm. So I listened to this audio program started. Uh, and in this audio program, there was a uh, the guy, uh, the guru said, uh, okay, affirmations is cool. Um, but you know, saying to yourself, I like myself or I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. Is, is, I mean, it, it works, but this is something that is going to be 10, 20,000 times better than just listening and telling to yourself that you're uh, likable, that you're cool. And that is, uh, to go out and uh really confront the social fear yeah head on uh mm -hmm. so go to a city um where not a lot of people know you but you put on uh underwear outside of your pants and then a sign where it says uh i'm a complete fool <laughs> and you just walk around like that did you actually do that i actually did that yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow so, so um and it's the scariest thing i've done um I've done things after that, that were more, um, unusual and, uh, probably should cause more anxiety, but, uh, from the point I was at the time, relatively speaking at the time I was, I, I had a social anxiety diagnosis, uh, but, but I, but I did it and, uh, it was pretty liberating and I loved that feeling of overcoming a fear, a social mm -hmm. fear. Mm -hmm. but also inner psychological fear that are uh, to some extent irrational. What people think about you, uh, will they judge me? Will they kind of um, irrational thoughts like will this, uh, will people start, you know, beating me up yeah. or, uh, you know, pointing and laughing. And it did point and laugh, but it was more <laughs> out of, uh, I think uh, they were more impressed than they were um, bullying. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. And then uh, I went to the States, started doing these pranks um, because I kept practicing overcoming social fear mm -hmm. by talking to uh, people, talking to uh, girls I thought were cute. Uh, I was a... Uh, young guy um uh excited going to uh an american college santa barbara city college and uh we were also 
hanging out at the USB campus, doing social experiments, going up to people and saying weird stuff and acting like uh, Beavis and Butthead and uh, and uh, suddenly holding people's hands. Um, pretty lighthearted stuff to to get smiles going. And we started filming them suddenly. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy, Brian, he said, uh, uh, let's film this stuff. And I said, okay, I don't think anyone's going to watch it, but let's try. <laughs> we met this other dude and then we created this, uh, a prank, um, uh, channel, um, which, uh, pretty quickly gained, uh, traction because we were one of the few people who, who did this. I think there were five or 10 other channels at the time. Um, and then I, 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 I started my own channel, uh, after seven, eight months called Freddy fair hair. Um, and I kept trying to push the pranks. I, I kept trying to push my own comfort zone. Uh, do more and more embarrassing or crazy stunts. And then, uh, yeah, you, you can take a look at the channel, what I did. But uh, in the end, it was uh, July 2014. I was at in, a, in the World Cup um, tournament in Brazil for uh, football also known as soccer in the US. And uh, I actually was, I, I was at one of the games. It was uh, during the round 16, which is uh, the, the game before the quarterfinals. It was between USA and uh, Belgium. And uh, we had, uh, me and my buddy, we had seats on the first row. And uh, I thought that was a sign from the sky that uh, I'm going to streak this game. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you do it? I actually didn't, but oh, uh, I almost did. <laughs> um, and that's the, that was uh, the, uh, I think that's when I took the turn. That's when I realized that I actually have a limit. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, cause I did, wow. I did decide to, I'm probably going to do this, Simon, I said to my friend. So, um, but the thing was that we didn't have seats on the first row on the first, like right next to the field. We had seats on the first row on the second balcony, we realized when we came into the stadium. Mm -hmm. So there was still a balcony that we have to, uh, I had to go through in order to streak. But I I still said to my buddy, okay, I'm not going to make any excuses. So I went into the break between the two halves and I chugged two beers. And then I told my friend, uh, turn on the camera. And then I started going up and down the stairs, trying to find a moment where to run in on the field to get airtime. Um, so I had to find a place, a, a time when uh, the ball was, um, in play or in, in, uh, I had to be where the ball was because otherwise the camera oh yeah crew couldn't film me because they don't want to you know yeah. people to uh disturb the show really 
Yeah. Um, so, but the moment came and, uh, and I looked over the, the fence and then there was this, uh, new, uh, level of, uh, I had to jump over a, a hinder. There was a new floor I had to jump over in order to reach the field. And on top of that, there were fears about, uh, do I want to get arrested here uh, in Brazil? Do I want to, uh, can I get kicked out of, uh, the U S my studies there? Uh, will I ruin the game and get whole America or Belgium, uh, at me? Yeah. And there were so many reasons not to do it. So I, 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 I backed out. And then I, I just felt this rush of um, disappointment uh, that I had a limit. Interesting. And, uh, yeah. And uh, two weeks later, there was this other guy who was also doing prank videos on YouTube. He streaked uh, the final, the World Cup final. Oh, damn. It was uh, Vitaly. Yeah, uh, I think I remember seeing that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was crazy. And he did it, and I, and then I also had this reaction. Oh man, I became so uh, envious, and and uh, and 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 I I felt that was a self defeat that I couldn't be the the most uh, uh, I couldn't seem and appear like the most uh, uh, ballsiest, uh, crazy, confident uh, person that I wanted to be for the world. Mm. And, uh, and I felt that, uh, there must be something I can't, I can't keep up. Um, I can't keep this thing up here because eventually I will probably be arrested or I will do something, uh, dickish or, uh, yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to find, uh, something that, I can't lose Ooh, uh, if I become uh, accepted or liked by many people or famous or influential or rich. Uh, all of that is uh, going to uh, none of that is really uh, reliable because I there's always this uh, idea that you can lose it. You always know you can lose it. So I wanted to uh, uh, go for the the Buddha project. Mm -hmm. And I remembered in school hearing about enlightenment and I had re read the Eckhart Tolle, the, the power of now. Uh, and that was also helpful for me. Uh, so that's when I knew, um, that I became interested in, uh, enlightenment and I bought the book, uh, Jed McKenna, um spiritual enlightenment the damnedest thing have you heard of this one no i've heard of jed mckenna but i don't think i know that book to be honest with you yeah, yeah and then uh i was really hooked on the subject it was really entertaining wow. really uh dark but i liked dark at the time uh yeah it was kind of has pretty to be in your face kind of talk about uh truth realizing truth and then uh, other teachers came along, like uh, Adya Shanti, um, yeah, and uh, 
yeah all, all these other people interesting man uh, yeah it seems like it started off way back in the day for you um as a means to escape your own suffering and anxiety and it seems like it was working for a little bit and then you realize there's a limit to that and it was just then causing you suffering even more so like a um, an attachment to outside validation and expectations from others validation um seems like caused you even more suffering than you originally had and then you know i think this is like most people's stories they realize there's got to be another way <laughs> there has to be yeah. another prescription and uh it seems like you have found that it seems uh what did you say earlier it was like you wanted to find something you can't lose i think you said that and that's good yeah find something you can't lose i like that mm -hmm. yeah. how would you describe that to somebody that really doesn't know any better finding something we can't lose something we never lost you know what is that if we can extrapolate a little bit upon that idea like how would you describe that to somebody that has yeah. no idea yeah uh, back then i think i was uh i think i had a more uh uh i think i had a more shallow uh or or a not not as mature version of that uh, phrase i think i s asked what is the success i can accomplish that um what what, what is the most successful thing i can do in the in in, in existence uh something like that okay <laughs> that's an uh, honorable goal i like that yeah and and uh maybe there was an intuition saying that uh it's probably to realize that uh n n nothing is the that i don't need to accomplish the or or don't need to become the most significant being alive um and and but how do i do that oh probably something along the lines of what buddha was talking about Mm. and uh Eckhart Tolle and these these people um but yeah losing finding something that you, you can't lose yeah w what is uh if you ask yourself that question or if someone's watching asking themselves that question uh what pops up what first you know what thoughts uh pop up uh but what kind of sense what what intuition uh is there a sense of something that is hard to put in words is it uh yeah i i think i would leave it open-ended to to a person <laughs> yeah that's true because we're all going to have different labels and none of the labels really suffice yeah exactly yeah they uh they don't work in the end at least they can point be pointers mm -hmm. but uh in the end one has to or one will eventually uh lose all um investment in in the concepts mm. yeah the pointers are necessary though i feel like the guidance is necessary 
I mean, actually, in actuality, I don't think it actually is necessary. Like in our pure presence, in our pure awareness, it's not necessary for guidance for anybody, really. But it seems to be in today's world. It seems like we need reminders of that ultimate state of peace and presence in our life. And I'm speaking even personally, like it's it's easy to get just lost in the story and the narrative of I got to do this. I got to look like this. I need this to be okay. But really, we don't need any of that. Like truly in actuality, and I'm pretty sure we've all heard this a million times, yet still somehow we get sucked into some kind of narrative or story, usually from technology. But when it comes down to it, yeah, we don't, we don't need any of that to really experience some, I I don't know, label upon label, peace, happiness, joy, just samadhi, nirvana, whatever you call it. It's not Mm -hmm. something you need to do it's it's really what do i not need <laughs> it's really how do i simplify my life to just be at that yeah 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 man. yeah it's uh it's yeah it's it's nothing that we can do about it in the end uh at least that's what we see that we couldn't really make it happen from uh uh-huh. an individual uh standpoint I feel like um, every g- teaching is just a reminder. At the end of the day, they all have their different flavors and ways that one would teach different nuances. But really, when it comes down to it, you can be reading the Gita, you can be listening to Adya Shanti, you can be listening to a podcast, whatever it is. It's everything it really, when it comes down to it, it's just a reminder of what is. Just come back into the moment. They're all just collective reminders with different um Mm, different flavorings i think i said it's different yeah. you know different ways to dress it up yeah 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 it's all all uh mirrors of uh you know essentially you yeah or the one uh, talking to itself um and sort of uh waking up intending to wake up or intending to love or connect or some great uh purpose for it uh and yeah so and these uh and then you can see that all these teachings yeah it's especially weird thinking about teachings at that time if you if you have uh if you're exploring something really uh uh unconventional or you're you know, maybe you have a non-dual experience of a full um uh, i don't know if there are levels but uh you know you you're touching upon something really uh essential uh on the spiritual path and then you see that the, all these uh teachers are really you just yeah. trying to remind you hey you're you you know yeah. you're me okay if they're a good and, teacher that's the job of a teacher or a guru per se so always bring you back to you yeah yeah Mm. yeah that's why i like to think that anything can be the teacher anything it doesn't have to be a person or an actual quote teaching um i guess if it's all one and it's all you then it's all the teacher so however you find the teaching is up to you in your own buddhahood in your own path you know yeah you're uh you're already yourself uh forgetting it 
Yeah. And remembering. And <laughs> yeah, playing. So uh, yeah, but I I, I like pra- pragmatic uh, dharma. I like pragmatic pointing. I, I like direct pointing. I also like um, uh, practice too. I, I like um, listening to people who are just talking from the absolute view in a sense where they say. There's uh, no one. There's no path. There's, uh, you know, I'm not here. You're not there. Uh, who's asking that question? Yeah. Uh, you know, totally uh, immersed from the absolute perspective, just talking that way. Yeah. Uh, and I also sometimes like to to talk to so to listen to someone who's saying, okay, these stages here uh, is what you're going through. And, uh, you know, you might notice at, at that stage, there's, uh, you know, things are going to get blissful or, um, maybe you're going to get, uh, more, um, uh, mystical abilities yep. or, um, you know, you know, watch out for those and see that those are also, you know, um, also just coming and going. At that stage, you might be depressed, and here's why. Yep. Um, yeah, take some from both the absolute and the relative uh, view on um, this, you know, non-dual awakening process. In this game. Topic. Yeah. Yeah. This- yeah. I like how you said um, playing. Like, there's a sort of a playful element that comes about. I find that as well, like a... Um, a lessening of the seriousness of this thing we call life. And I think you can appreciate that being the jester that you are. <laughs> I feel gesture? as though uh, a jester. I'm a, I, I, I'm a jester. Amazing like, speaking. I got you, man. Oh, I'm trying to think like a jester was like the, the guy in the court that would, that would joke on the King. You know, he was the only one that could make fun of the King. Yeah. Kind of the comedian. Right. Yeah. You're the, you're the, you're the joke. You're the jokester. Yeah. You're the jokester. Yeah. Yeah. There's something that comes about, I feel, and maybe this is just like a personal bias because I also feel jester-like, but I just feel as though the jester quality to life, the, the joke, the cosmic joke just gets, um, it just gets a little funnier as you go more down this path. It seems to be a joke that's not something to be laughed at per se. Maybe something that you laugh with, because laughing at something seems demeaning. I don't want to laugh at life and like. It, I, I feel like there's a sense of nihilism that could be attributed to that, but it's not like that. It's like you're laughing with God, you know. Like you're you're in yeah. the joke too. You're you're uh, you're on the inside of the joke now. It's hard to explain. It's all metaphor, obviously, but I think you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. That's a very well. Uh put way of saying it uh i've never thought about it that way that we're laughing with and not against yes yeah that's uh yeah because you're totally not against anything when uh the right view is uh seen or Mm -hmm. when you see things as they really are uh you're not um against it so you're not like bullying the what you're looking at yeah Uh, you, you, Yeah. you you are what you're looking at uh so you're just, and you're still laughing 
Um, and that's, that's uh, you're just laughing yeah, at yourself. If you are laughing yeah. at somebody else or something else, really, at the end of the day, it's a yeah. big. That's the joke. Is is like that's actually you're you're the joke, and the one that's laughing at the same time, and that is the joke. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> strange. Yeah. It's peculiar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting uh, to me because uh, I've been so uh, fascinated with comedy all my mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. with uh with the jim carries with uh with um uh yeah and, and lately I, i'm still watching and listening to to lots of these podcasts uh it's going between you know i like watching non-dual talk but i also like just listening to comedians talking shit yeah and uh and uh but I've also seen these videos of these teachers uh, just making their students laugh hysterically. Yeah. Uh, like laugh like you've never laughed before. Or mm. they, they've probably never laughed like that before. Like, mm. a, like a healing level of, uh, of laughter that is uh, not just, it's not just um, entertainment in the moment. Yeah. Something truly profound is going on in the person's being yeah uh and that that is uh ultimate uh, comedy mm. maybe uh, <laughs> i think so like I, <laughs> i've been working hard at making people laugh um uh, but like being able to make people laugh at themselves without you uh being uh, having this uh, sense of superiority uh complex you know yeah uh, directed at them mm. you're still you're laughing with them at themselves and at yourself really mm -hmm. uh, that is uh that is true uh comedy from an idealistic uh standpoint yeah at least i think so I like to see it as a medicine. It's or it can be medicinal at least. And uh why why, right? Like why is it healing? Well, I think it's because think about what laughter is and what a joke is in its essence. It's like a it's like there's tension. Just think of a joke. There's tension, there's tension and then a release. You know, almost like an orgasm in a way. It's a release, like the laughter is the release of this energy. And it's like a it's a weight off your shoulders there's like something you're taking it too serious you're taking it where are we going and then just a release a letting go and it seems like the path is just a it's a letting go it's a it's a continual letting go right and that's obviously a cliche just let it all go right but i do think that's kind of what it is it's like oh you're taking it too serious you're taking it a little too serious just release just let it go so that's why I think the archetype of humor is there's something really special. It coincides with spiritual values. Like there's something about a funny teacher, not like unnecessarily funny, like not, how do I put it? Like there's something about like, you know, I resonate with teachers that are not afraid to um, throw a joke in their Dharma talks. Like one, you know, just a little bit here and there. Just so, just when you start to take them a little bit too serious and you think they're the Buddha or they're your savior, they'll throw something in there that just throws that for a loop 
and you laugh and you let that go as well. That's the purpose of humor. Ultimate and in the ultimate sense is like you're taking this too seriously. Just let go. <laughs> I really think so too. Yeah. Uh, if if there's an ex explanation for what is actually funny, um, why do we laugh? Uh, I think it is when we see something serious being unseriousified. Hmm. So we're taking uh, the seriousness out of something that seemed serious. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a relief uh, and a laugh. Yeah. Uh, sometimes mm. so, some um, and, and seriousness is also linked to fear fear linked with seriousness yeah our seriousness is probably a lot of fear of you know you better do this or else dot 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 yeah something exactly. bad will happen to you yeah um, and we, uh, yeah, a lot of this path and this work is, uh, and seeing is, is working through and seeing through fear, mm. uh, which eventually is, uh, in the end of the day, uh, just ignorance, mm. you know, we, we've been tricking ourselves, lying to ourselves about what, uh, about what we really are. So where yeah. is, what are we ignorant of? Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're ignorant of how things really are. Uh, and you could say, yeah, what, what we really are. Or aren't. Or aren't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is absolutely free at all times. Like we're actually, I heard you say this in a video one time. It was good. Um, yeah. Um, you can't escape freedom and that's so simple, but yet so succinct. It seems like what we try to do is escape our freedom because like the idea the liberation, right? We've all heard that, but the idea of like absolute freedom, which we actually all are in our essence, absolute freedom, absolute liberation. I feel as though it's something scary to the mind, to the thinking mind that always needs something to do and something to be, but absolute, just try to, try to not even envision that just try to feel what that is absolute freedom here and now that's like what that doesn't make any sense it really doesn't but that's what we all are and it seems like we do it to ourselves like we try to escape our own freedom there's some kind of joke in there right it's um mm -hmm. you said that and that's good man i keep that in the back of my head now so i don't know I don't know if that's the essence of, uh, yeah, I think that is the essence. Like we do it to ourselves because we don't know how free we are. We don't want to know. It's almost like, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And we did create this experience for some reason. Uh, maybe both motivated by fear of, um, yeah, that, uh, out of uh, something that we don't don't want, like let's say we don't want complete aloneness. Yeah, um, we want something to happen. We don't want to be bored. Yeah, uh, but also probably we genuinely want to dance. We want to create. We want to connect, meet ourselves, experience ourselves. Yeah. I think that's it.
it's a it's a just for the experience and that's it it's like art for art's sake there's no other purpose other than to dance think about when we actually dance what reason is there to dance unless you're on some kind of dance game show you're trying to win an award or something but usually people don't dance for any expectation other than just dancing so it seems like that's what life in this experience that we all have now in consciousness really is and that's it keep it at that it's we're just here just to experience each other which is really just us in all of its infinite ways that it dances and we dance with each other because what's better than dancing by yourself is dancing with other people <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> you need, it, it takes two to tango there it is exactly it takes two to tango <laughs> it really yeah. does yeah man because in that freedom that absolute freedom that we described it's kind of scary it can be scary it's not actually scary it's it's the illusion that is painted that because like absolute freedom on the other side of the coin the other the yin to the yang is absolute imprisonment if that makes sense like it's almost like we need we need to have some kind of story confinement or if we were absolutely free at all times like that is it's like um it's just it's the other side of the coin and i know i'm not articulating in the best way but i think you know what i'm saying i think i know what you mean yeah like you have to in order to in order for there to be freedom there has to be bondage yeah exactly how would we know freedom without our bondage uh-huh it's kind of like that suffering well how would we know it's i don't know it's like how would we know what is not suffering if we did not suffer in the first place it's like we needed to con confront and know the suffering in order to know that suffering is an illusion which is essentially the eightfold mm. path i'm sorry it's not uh, the four noble truths which lead to the eightfold path mm -hmm. okay mm. that's right dukkha we realize what is suffering and then we realize there's a way out of suffering and then we realize what we got to do in order to to live mm. on that wavelength that's yeah. buddhism 101 right there mm -hmm. <laughs> interesting mm. yeah and who knows why who knows did, why did we want to just something to happen did we did consciousness uh get bored uh and wanted just something to happen something some challenge uh or is there or is there really just complete uh, uh i don't know uh did we f fuck something up uh, <laughs> uh it might be both i don't know yeah i don't know um i don't think it's ever messed up yeah i mean we might have we might have uh strayed away i guess you could say from god um but there's never like we don't have us as in human beings and what we think we are what we think we are doesn't have enough power to mess it up we're not god we have an aspect of god we're part of god but we're not uh we don't have that power thankfully because we have the ability and freedom to exercise that um straying away as long as we want um but it's not lost forever you know we live in a dark i guess kind of bringing it back pragmatically we live in a dark time and it seems like all is lost, right? Especially if you turn on Fox News and social media to that like and popular narrative. It seems like we live in a very dark world, but that's not it. That's not the essence. Like we we did we did that to ourselves. We we, we stroll away from this essence that we're speaking about over years and years and years, but all is not lost. Like really what's happening right now 
is a kind of return. It's a kind of like we're returning back to our essence. And it's not, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is, uh, um, it's all, it's all part of the plan. It's like, uh, all is not lost. <laughs> I think with a little faith, we can see that this is, uh, this is actually a benevolent place to be. You know what I mean? This actually yeah. isn't, this isn't hell. No, no way. This, um, uh, this is probably uh, no more hell than it is heaven. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's uh, uh, yeah. I, I grew up Christian, so always been envisioning this heaven in the future. Uh, you know, after we die, then we go to somewhere else that is, you know, a higher, you know, heaven, uh, and then becoming a new age um, guy in my nineteen twenties. Um, okay, probably high realms. But um, yeah, this, this, I've been having some experiences where, oh, it's, this is, this is it. it. There's nothing else. <laughs> and, uh, the, yeah. the, uh, if there is a heaven, you must be really in the now, uh, yeah. in that heaven. So mm -hmm. it might as well be here now. Uh, but ontologically, relatively maybe we go to a much cooler place uh after we die oh, no. <laughs> ultimately we, we have no idea and i think i think we do but even if we had an idea i wouldn't be able to explain it articulate it but i do yeah. believe that psychedelics touch upon that they bring okay. us out of the the story very quickly and very efficiently but i think dude, the psychedelic experience gives you a little hint it may not say eureka i got it you may feel like that but there's something that psychedelics do a message to the grand mystery we're in that i can't ever i can't ever shoo that away like there's something that was imprinted from psychedelics that lead me to believe that this is it yes this is all lit but there's way more to it than i've been led to believe uh you know what i mean that's cool to hear because uh I need to move the chair. Um, yeah, I, I've I've uh, been taught to uh, to look at uh, everything as illusion, but I know that that's not the whole um, cake. Uh, that's not you know that's maybe half the story. There's uh, also things we don't know yet. I've learned things all my life. Uh, going to school, learned some stuff. Uh, I learned that uh, yeah, AI is coming uh, here to 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 we we will learn a lot from them. They know a lot that we don't know. Uh, they know how to do things efficiently more than we know on some uh, areas. Uh, and so yeah, of course uh, there must be you know about life and death and uh, where to go next. Yeah, if there is a next, you know, psychedelics can probably reveal that too. Um, I haven't done so much. Um, I did ayahuasca five times uh, some years back. Uh, the first time I did it, well, the second time was uh, when I got my first uh, mystical uh, grand experience that uh, convinced me that uh, 
where to look or that I wanted to, uh, that uh, awakening is real. Mm. Um, and, the, and yeah, after that, um, and after those ayahuasca experiences, I've had some uh, mushroom experiences, probably two to three grams with the lemon tech making it more intense. And some of those have been really uh, uh, telling, although I maybe have more questions than answer. Yeah. After experiences like that. Yeah. Um, and recently I got uh, pulled on some DMT. So I've been working on uh, 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 pro progressing the dose. And I had a little, um, uh, I've been using small doses just to warm up, but I'm uh, starting to touch upon, uh, you know, it, and it goes so fast once you hit it. And you, it's, you start seeing molecules and patterns and lights and, uh, but I have, there's a lot that I, uh, haven't seen. Uh, there's mm. a lot I have seen, but there's so much more, uh, infinite more that I haven't seen. I'm curious to hear your, what you've been, what, what's your experience with psychedelics? Cause I, I think you've talked a lot about that. Yeah, man. On podcasts. Yeah. Uh, just a lot of mushrooms <laughs> to put okay. it blatantly a lot of high dose mushroom sessions i mean there's some people that do high doses that are like into the 20 30 40 grams i think that's absolutely insane not that high my high dose is like four to five grams and that's enough for me i don't think i really need any more than that and just a lot like i just used to do it a lot and I f it just i don't know man it just opened me up to a whole different way to see life and like you said uh i think it led more to questions than answers, but that's okay. That's good. I wanted, I kind of wanted to revere the mystery even more so with the mushrooms. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Just hell of a lot of mushrooms, uh, some LSD as well. I didn't find that as useful. There's just something about the mushroom intelligence and the fungal intelligence that I feel like that's, that's it, man. Like there's something so special about, um, the psychedelic experience from psilocybin, which is actually very closely related to DMT. It's almost like the oral form of DMT. If you look at the molecule, it's, it's practically DMT, to be honest with you. It's just that we don't get it when you take it in the mushroom form. It's not really like a concentrate as when you smoke it. So that's why like that breakthrough isn't quite, it's more of like a, it's more of just like a easier ride up, I guess you could say, rather than just all of a sudden you're in, you're in a different a different realm <laughs> but yeah. it's practically yeah. the same molecule as dmt um but yeah man just it's led me to more mystery of what my being is and knowing that there is a way 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 greater reality than um than the story of my life than the five senses of this humanly vessel and it doesn't mean i'm to get i negate that but there's some kind of reverence in the mystery that it brings me that i just can't i can't let go the grand mystery that we are in it's so uh, quite beautiful. It's quite beautiful, to say the least. Yeah, quite beautiful. Yeah. And also uh, opening yeah, up. I, sorry, you gonna say something? Oh uh, yeah, the uh, the DMT uh, similarity. Uh, I I recognize in mushrooms for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, especially after doing ayahuasca, it became pretty similar to ayahuasca. 
Yeah. Uh, maybe less intense, more like dry experience, not as much tears and crying and yeah. body work, but uh, certainly it, it gets it gets a little alien. Um, yeah. but also divine and uh a lot of love maybe a more uh maybe a more awareness um type of love rather than emotional uh felt experienced love like yep. feminine compassionate yeah. like i've experienced with ayahuasca but uh but also yeah in the uh, in shrooms too um also noticing a tremendous amount of compassion uh in some moments yeah man true unconditional love yeah yeah that just um replicates what is called uh perpetuates mm. uh in on infinite. itself yeah. yeah that's actually that's it like if we want to explain this this place of freedom if you want to explain this um that which cannot leave us that which we cannot lose it is in that essence unconditional love and that sounds like some hippie talk but it's really that's the truth man it's a mm -hmm. cliche but it really is the truth somehow some way this is all unconditional love somehow yeah. some way it may seem dark like i said but that's what one can come to find that the only way that i can explain this is unconditional love the christian jews agape um mm -hmm. sanskrit is prema there's many different ways to say it but this is, and yeah, it's not even love because we think of love as like, what are you going to do for me? How are you going to make me feel? Or mm -hmm. you're not, that's not, it's a different kind of mm -hmm. love. I feel like we should even have another yeah. word. Like it's not the right label. Not that there is right. any label, but right. the, the label in English at least doesn't do it justice <laughs> at all. Uh -huh. Yeah. Let's invent the word <laughs> right now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's no Al word. Columba? That's probably something else. Probably means something else. <laughs> That's something in Spanish. It's got to be Columba. <laughs> Columba. <laughs> That's definitely. It's like Colombia almost. <laughs> I Columba you. Columba. Yeah. Hey, yeah. whatever. Whatever word, it still doesn't do it justice. That's, but it's the thing and one can experience it and feel it. You don't need mushrooms. You don't need psychedelics. That's for sure. But no. it helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean who can argue <laughs> who has had the experience probably nothing yeah i, I remember uh yeah, i was heard teachers saying that oh it's better to meditate than uh, it doesn't count as meditation even to 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 be on uh psychedelic drugs but mm. you're still sitting you're still rest you're still really uh focused and aware um and uh you're not going to lose insights at least yeah probably more so you're gonna gain some yeah uh, but yeah all, there's also yeah we all have different vehicles in you know yeah yeah that's what's so interesting all of the different people that i speak to we all have different experiences but we're all talking about the same thing that can ultimately never be talked about yeah but we're, all different vehicles that's the beauty of it we're all our own buddha in that way yeah it's yeah. all about right i feel as though getting the taste you once you get the taste once you get the glimpse of this even if it's just for like a, a millisecond you feel it you can't unfeel it mm. at least at least for me personally speaking like i said those mushroom experiences that i've had and also experiences in yoga it's like more than just one experience but like just tasting the true essence of our freedom 
it's something that can just i can't forget about it and i know that like um that's it per se like that is and that and it's not even that is it because that's implying subject object it's like no this is it it's more so like this is it the revelation that comes in yeah yeah, yeah. we're not going to find it out there or when i'm <laughs> when i'm a millionaire or when i'm you know 50 with two kids and a wife that stuff will come along the way but that's not it per se it always is and that's the beauty and once you get a taste yeah. of that man can't look back yeah can't <laughs> look back no yeah i don't think a lot maybe some do look back but um yeah, I, th I think most people will be sucked into this vortex. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I look back, right? You could probably say you can, you yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not back, perfect yeah. beings. Like we still try to find that essence and, you know, a beer or two or maybe some weed, maybe a yeah. woman, maybe just yeah. video games. We still try to find it. But in the back of my head, I always yeah. know, like no matter what's happening, for some reason, there's a switch that can't be turned off to know that like, this ain't it no matter how much the world makes you or your your senses want you to think that this is it it ain't it don't become too attached it'll come and mm -hmm. go as ramana maharshi says uh watch what comes come watch what goes go and see what remains i try to stay on that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. there's a uh, what's real will never go away yeah man um, but a lot does go away because there's a lot that's not real i was talking to some dude um uh not just some dude he is uh i think oh, he's uh realized uh i believe uh a guy i know i i stayed with him for a week in spain um i'll say his name through the i have an interview with him norwegian guy uh i asked him do you um did it feel like yeah well, did, uh, when when uh, liberation was uh the case for you like when it happened when you uh, became liberated uh realized was that a hundred percent was that i've heard that it's like a hundred times better than the state you are in before like right moment before and mm -hmm. your whole life before uh i think that's the question i i asked but i i remember what he did reply and that was uh um going from 99% to 100% that was 100% uh -huh. that was uh that was uh you know 99% was like 0% yeah <laughs> compared to uh yeah, the full thing. Interesting. Do you think that there is a uh, uh, a different inclination in one's being, like a different um, a different character that we play once we do realize the hundred percent per se? Is there a you know a different mindset, a different awareness of one's existence or no existence, and then? The show still goes on, right? So, would you say there's a different uh, part to play, a different script to write within the show of life? Well, um, like um, before we realize uh, what we are, that there's yeah. a that we have to fulfill some part of the play. 
Yeah. I mean, I know we don't have to, in, in the ultimate sense, we don't have to, that's kind of part of freedom. It's like, you realize you don't have to do anything yet. There's still like inclination in our being, there's still energy coming forth. So do you feel as though there is a orientation in this inclination to act a certain way, you know, like a different way to speak, a different way to treat people and yourself, just a different in this awareness. Yeah. Does, uh, does a different almost responsibility come from it? Mm. Yeah. I think, um, uh, for me, it's, um, it feels a little wor worse to, um, to, to be, uh, to manipulate and control situations. Like in the past, I'll be more okay with, uh, uh holding a more contracted, like, uh, um, have a shield or have mm -hmm. a mask. You know, I had a few other masks on and I was okay with, with that. And I didn't dare to take them off. Uh, but now, uh, acting, just when I watch uh, some videos, um, like some old vlogs, even on that uh, Ferdosovy channel that I used to do vlogs there. When I look at those first videos, it's hard for me to watch how just just my face, how I'm moving. There's uh, there's some clear arrogance uh, oh. that is just uh, shining uh, uh, in the video. Uh, that is very obvious now that I look at it. Um, because I thought I was really, uh, cool or I, I, I wanted to look very cool maybe. Um, and, um, and yeah, it, it, you know, I, it's hard to act like that now. It would be, uh, uh, yeah. And it's, 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 it's harder to, um, I feel like I have to correct more inconsistencies in uh in my congruence in my integrity yeah uh, otherwise the the system is more screwed mm -hmm. until i correct the lie i don't lie directly i i, I have i'm sure uh not I, have. I know i have but but um you know we lie on some some so many levels yeah and yeah that that is uh i think that will follow the the awakening and the integration uh, it's going to be harder to fool others and fool yourself. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. interesting. And and I think we 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 become more present. That's probably one of my motivations for for doing this work. Um, because I think we will get. Um, I mean, uh, talking about getting things and getting experiences and feel more love and feel more loved yeah um these are kind of egoic uh desires but i think it's more likely that they will happen if we if we uh seek the truth of reality and of ourselves i agree we will talk in a more understanding way because because i see you as i understand you uh, because I know the essence of myself. I also know the essence of you Yeah, more and more. And mm -hmm. so therefore I will feel more and more connected with you mm -hmm. and uh, I will be more real with you. Uh, so that's, I think that will also 
be a natural byproduct out of this process. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I actually agree. And I think in that presence, yeah, it leads to less of an act. It's less of like in the understanding of me and you, um, comes just a natural effortless, uh, relation to you. There's something, it's just easier to, it's easier to connect with others. I feel no matter if you're talking about non-duality or you're talking about baseball, there's still, Mm -hmm. it's just a natural effortless, um, connection to another human being. Yeah. Somehow like knowing that they're not actually against me, even though they may seem like against me sometimes, but knowing that somehow, some way it's all one, no matter how, how much of a facade is being put up at the end of the day, they're just God and drag. Yeah. That, that's an understanding that does lead me to just, it just makes it easier to touch base with people, no matter how different they look or how different they talk or how just different they appear altogether. It just leads to, yeah, more of an unconditionality in our relationship. That's priceless. Hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. priceless. Yeah, it's um, really just about love. Have, Sorry. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And and it's it's about and even if you're not on interested in non-duality or if you've never heard of Eckhart Tolle or Adyashanti, um, and you're just talking about baseball. In fact, I saw a guy walking down the street earlier today. It literally said on his shirt, t-shirt, I prefer only to talk about football and music. <laughs> it said that on his shirt. That's good. So I would not uh, talk about non-duality with this guy. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure that we could experience uh, presence and love uh, yeah. and laughter. Yeah. Um, so there's this, uh, he probably has this intuition towards love and as well, like this inner wisdom as well. I think we all do. Uh, yeah. And uh, I mean, maybe, and maybe there are people who are, realized who are not interested in spirituality i'm a prag- I, i'm pretty pragmatic in terms of i, I can i um uh, i have this line right it's probably you know it's partly bullshit probably but i uh i categorize uh uh enlightened or uh realized and then not realized i do that <laughs> sometimes but uh, yeah. not not everyone uh likes that and and maybe it's maybe it doesn't work that way but yeah i think um some can be really uh conscious um and maybe see reality in a in a pretty oneness like way um without being interested in spirituality it never been never occurred to them uh mm-hmm. they've always been talking about you know baseball and football and music and you know maybe they're maybe they drink beer every weekend maybe they get drunk now and then but they they always uh they're really in the in the maybe they have this view i don't know it's just a thought yeah i have Mm. yeah the thing is I, i guess the topic we're on is like does this view lead to a different uh, behavior, right? Um, yeah, you could say no. I could see how, like, you could still be a rascal in a way. But to me, 
I feel as though there is some kind of correlation, not necessarily a causation in one's character changing, but there is some uh-huh. kind of correlation between somebody having a uh, a sense of self-realization. I know some people may say there's genres and levels, yeah. stream entry, but even just getting that taste that we talked about, that glimpse, I feel as though is enough to change somebody's character. And I don't know. I, it seems like that. There is definitely a correlation in the way that somebody acts. And it really just comes down to love. Like I said, somebody is usually more loving. If I can see a little bit of me and you, it's almost like I don't have a choice but to love you. If I truly do understand that in the moment and we're both and I'm present in the moment, there's no way that I can not love you. It's it's hard to explain. Yeah. Um and that just leads to a different kind of behavior, it seems to be. Yeah. 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 And I, I totally subscribe to that too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think man. there's no way that you can't uh uh that that it can't affect your character and the way you're inter- engaging with the world if you yeah. go from seeing the world as uh you against the world you against life you against others to you being others yeah uh you seeing others as yourself huge difference yeah in the way you will engage with them that's it putting it simply that's really it yeah the test is to have that essence with people that don't know that. And I guess that's the difference between, like you said, realization, and non-realization, that little, those categories, those two categories that you like to say people are either in or not. It's just the knowing that all is one and one is all or not because the popular paradigm right now is like the world is against me. And really when it comes down to it, we're all one giant family. We're all one. So you either see it or you don't. <laughs> that's where yeah. what it comes down to. And you, you do have that in your own experience. But if it doesn't lead to us loving each other and creating a sort of heaven on earth that may seem idealistic, then then what's the point? If the show still goes on, we're not going to try and make this a better show, a better dream while we're here. I don't know. I see like, what's the point of all of this talk and this spirituality and non-duality if we're not changing up the seeming nightmare that we seem to live in? What's, you know, like, what's the point if we're just... If we're just talking about some BS, if we don't actually go about changing it and changing ourselves, that's where really how we do it, like changing our behaviors, then yeah, then yeah, we might as well just drink beer on Friday and watch baseball and not even talk about it. You know, it's actions speak louder than words. Yeah, I, th- I yeah, I think there's a there's an inclination towards you know in the being in consciousness to uh to explore this to to expand itself yeah and to and also to embody through actions uh through hugs through uh words <laughs> through uh, service hugs. and through purpose through um and through joy yeah um yeah and you know that's the funny thing man is true joy it's contagious. Like really how we become joyful as in me, Gary, and you, Fred, how you fundamentally individual, individualistically, how we become joyful in the listener is we, this is it. We make other people joyful. It seems like yeah. how we become happy. Yeah. The self, we make the, the uppercase S self happy. And it's this relationship. It's this love relationship. It's like, oh, this is really it. This is how we become happy. 
is we get the awareness, the glimpse into it, and then we act upon that glimpse and we serve others in a selfless way. Um, mm -hmm. It's that simple, man. That's how, that's really true happiness. It's that simple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> happiness is uh, more real when shared. I think yeah. it was a quote in uh, that movie. Um, the guy who into the wild. Mm. That's also why I got into this. It was also selfishly to uh, to have better social connections, more yeah. um, because I knew that if I felt good, the other people would feel good around me. Because I knew that whatever you feel, other people will feel. So yeah. So in that way, it, it is selfish. Yeah. Yeah. In that way, it's selfish. And you could argue everything is selfish. Like even selflessness yeah, yeah. is selfish. But yeah, I guess yeah. that's the, it's a good ideal. Yeah. And it's <laughs> the paradox. Uh, yeah. Which we will be more and more. I mean, we will understand that par paradox and be more okay with that paradox. Yeah. Uh, the more we uh, awaken. Mm hmm. And it's that dance that we talked about. It's that constant dance. Yeah. Takes two to tango, man. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It takes two to uh, podcast, at least. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um it's a good talk. Uh yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah or it is. Yeah. It it is. I don't yeah. know, man. It just comes down to us opening up more and more to our to love. And that's I know that's hippie. We've all heard it before. Love is the answer, but that's really what it comes down to. A lot of my talks and a lot of my uh, revelations, it's like, oh, don't overcomplicate it. Just be here now and just love the others that aren't really the others in this here and now. And that's mm -hmm. it. That's the dance. Yeah. Yeah. And love automatically arises. Yeah. When we see when we are really here now yeah. and we see really what's really going on. Yep. Uh, we see it through the BS. <laughs> you're either with it or you're not. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, on that note, do you want to wrap this thing up? Yeah, it was a good talk. Yeah. The, the house is starting to fill up here now and I see <laughs> that getting darker and darker. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. This, I think we've said everything we needed to say. Um, I don't know what else to say. Do you got anything you want to get off your chest? Uh, no, but we should do this again sometime. Uh, yeah. Again. Uh, looking forward to connect more with you. And uh, I'll keep watching your podcasts there. I mean, I'm impressed you've done, I think, uh, way over 100. Yeah, I don't I think, know the exact uh, number. I think I'm in the 170s yeah. now. Something like that. Yeah, it's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. man. And it's not uh, slowing up anytime soon. It's just like I keep the algorithm keeps sending me new people, it seems. So I'm like, oh, they seem cool. I'll hit them up and here we are. Yeah. You're you're yeah. part of the the uh the legendary cast of the conscious perspective. Yeah. So I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you for coming on here, man. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. I had uh I had a joy being here with you. And uh, for sure. Yeah, we'll uh we'll probably cross roads. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, but yeah, let's definitely do this again. Appreciate your time, effort, and wisdom. I appreciate anybody that listened this long and keep doing your thing, man. Uh, you're a real one, so keep on keeping on.
Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs>